Labor Day, if you are joining us live, we're so excited to have you here with us. If this is your first time joining us, we have our podcast recording every Monday morning at 10 a.m. I would say most, most every Monday morning at 10 a.m. in the Fit and Faithful Moms group. If you are watching this um, not live and you're listening on any of your podcast apps, you can join us on YouTube, you can watch it on reruns, you can watch it on Spotify. Anchor, Amazon Music, Apple Music, just search Fit and Faithful Moms and you will find it. I hope you are all having an amazing Labor Day weekend. Hopefully you are off. If you are not, thank you for working. Um, And I want to talk about what work looks like, since we're talking about Labor Day, in scripture and how that really can transform how we exercise, how we eat, how we serve others, how we look at ourselves, big picture. So we are going to break that all down today. If you have any prayer requests, we are always going to start with prayer. So if you have prayer requests, please comment in the comment section and we are going to come alongside you and pray with you. Um, If there's something that you don't wanna share, Um, and you have an unspoken prayer request, you can always drop an emoji. That is the uh, little SOS um, message I have with all of my clients and all of you. If you need prayer and just need to know that someone's coming alongside of you, send me an emoji, drop an emoji in any comment, um, and I will know that we're gonna pray for you and everyone else in the group who listens to these and knows, especially my clients, will come alongside you and pray for you as well. So let's get started with prayer and then we will hop right in. Lord God, I thank you so much um, for today. I thank you um, for the rest that you are giving some. Um, I ask that they find rest in you today, um, that this week brings them joy and peace. There is a lot of heartache going on and Lord, I just ask that you speak to each and every situation and bring peace into it father remind these women that they are loved that they are beautiful that they are important that they are called that they have purpose not according to anything that man speaks over them lord but what you spoke over them and with the life that you breathed into them from the moment they were born father remind them that they have a calling that cannot be destroyed by any human man. Father, um, remind them that doors that are closed are sometimes a good door that's being closed. If you have allowed it to close, it is time for us to be open-handed and give that back. Help us, um, Lord, just to have peace. Help us to have comfort in you today. Help us to have grace and, um, and understanding for not only others, but ourselves on our journey as well. Give us the wisdom we need to push forward for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. My husband is going nuts over the leaf blower today. So that's what you hear. He is just not stopping. So if you hear that, you've got a working husband out there blowing things out of the garage. For us today so you've got that um we're going to talk about work today being as it's labor day a lot of us are taking the day off from work but some of us are still working and i also want to talk about work in terms of your body 
right? We're working to have a better relationship with nutrition. We're working to have a better relationship with exercise. We're working to look better. We're working for an occasion. And I want to challenge all of that today and say we shouldn't necessarily be working for our bodies for worldly reasons. If you are working, sorry, I have to move my notes. Sometimes most people know that I have ADD, but sometimes my OCD gets me and um, my notes were off. <laughs> we wouldn't move forward if I didn't fix them. Sometimes we get so focused on working for occasions, saying, all right, this time next year, I'll look great in a bathing suit. And we work for all of these pride reasons that we forget our bodies aren't meant for that. Why am I not losing the weight? Why is this so difficult? Why are my cravings so hard? Whenever I hear those, I question and challenge you to say, are you doing this for God? Or are you doing this to look good next summer? Are you doing this for a human? To say, if I look better than I will, have more friends, restore my relationships, um, find a new spouse, whatever that may look like. I want to eat better because I want to fit into these jeans. I want to do X, Y, or Z. When we do and work for worldly reasons, we reap nothing in return. There is nothing that is going to be returned when I'm working for man. That's why whenever I was in um, the corporate world and even working at gyms or leading gyms, I didn't work for that owner. I worked for God because God created all things. And in his sovereignty, he made some people over others and other people to follow others, but all should be following him. God's creation started with us serving him and working together. So if we are working on our nutrition for other people, if we're going into work saying, I can't stand my boss, this is why I'm not getting my stuff done, he re requires too much or she requires too much, whatever that is, and that's where your bad attitude and these bad seeds are being laid in your garden, which is your body, then we're not working for the right purpose. We should be working together. Yes, we will come into contact with people that we don't always agree with or that are difficult to work for. But in the end, God gave you this opportunity. God gave them that opportunity. And we are to work together to serve him, even if they are not believers. We look at Saul, right, who was king. We look at all of these Pharisees when Joseph was there, who were not believers, but they God allowed them into those positions as well, so that someone of Christ can come and transform not only their own lives, but that of who they are serving and those who they serve. So I want us to come with our bodies like this today as well. So if you're struggling and maybe you're working today and you are annoyed, right? Oh, I'm at work today. This is the worst. I, I can't believe this. I have the worst boss or the worst coworkers. They call out. Um, they do all these different things that are making me go into work. 
it, it is okay. Um, I know that there's frustration there, but there is purpose there for you today. How we treat our bodies is big picture. God wants us to be able to eat the foods that he has given us. We are addicted to the foods of this world just like we are addicted to sin. It's a constant thing. We live in a sin-filled world. The foods that are being thrown in our faces, the sugar addictions that we have, the alcohol that we have, the drugs that are involved, these are all things of this world. And some people say, well, I have a sugar addiction. You know, it could be so much worse. It could be nicotine. It could be different drugs. Sugar is just as bad. And not only that, laziness is just as bad too. When we are just complacent in our bodies, with our faith, with how we serve other people, God did not call us to be complacent and still. He called us to move and work and rule over the things of this land. So in order for us to get to this perfect heaven that God has made and have this perfect relation with everything in this world, we have to realize the things we are addicted to, whether that is food or not working out, you can be addicted to your couch. You could be addicted to TV. How many people would think about their workout and then sit down and not work out and then go, oh, I, I should have worked out. Like the time that I thought here contemplating this, I could have just walk, I could have just worked out and been done with it. Let's not be complacent. Let's push forward. Let's remember we're not working for people. We are working for God. In Isaiah 65, it says, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation that did not call on my name, I said, here I am, here I am. All day long, I have held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations, a people who continually provoke me to my, or provoke me to my very face. How often are we working in people's worlds that that aren't for good they're not for god we're being mocked and you should whenever i get um pushback like that i do not and i no longer because i did i no longer allow that to defeat me i no longer allow that to deflate me or to cover the flame that god has put inside me should i speak about christianity should I speak about treating your body with the love that it deserves? Not because you should be a certain pant size, but because you should treat this temple, this garden a certain way. We work on our minds a lot. We work with what goes into our kids' minds with TV and all these different restrictions and holding them back from the internet. But then when it comes to ourselves, we allow these things to come in through our minds or our mouths and soil the perfect garden that was made in our body. Whether that is highly processed food and messes up all of how our hormones are supposed to work. Whether that is running to food or sugars for comfort and then feeling guilty afterwards because food does not bring the comfort we need 
Jesus does. So when people are making fun of you or people are provoking you, that means you're moving in the right direction. If you're working in a place that does not know God, you are put there for a reason. I read a scripture, um, a scripture. I read like a meme thing the other day that said, God called you to be the salt of the earth. That's not the sugar, <laughs> right? You're not supposed to always be the sweet one that people are taking advantage of or eating all the sweet things or doing all that. We're supposed to be with those people and transforming how they think. We know that the world is evil. We know it. But we are going to work for the Lord. If he has put you there, you are there for a purpose. If our hands are open to the blessings to receive and then also for him to take back so he can put a new blessing in, then we're working for his purpose. So let's just think about the foods that God has put here for a minute. I want us to work on what we eat. I want us to work at what we consume because there is a lot of worldly thing. There is a lot of worldly made processed foods here that are not from God. They are not meant to be consumed, but we are addicted to them. How many have tried to eat Oreos and then had the whole sleeve? They like had a blackout moment and Paxton, my son is like, oh, yep, we've done that. That's an addiction to food. That is not great. That's not what God has called to your life. So what can we do? If we were doing this for our kids, we would say, you don't get YouTube. You're not ready for that yet. You might never be, I'm not ready for YouTube. Quite frankly, the things I see as I'm posting content, I'm like, oh my goodness. But we would say, you can't have that yet. And it might seem mean. The kids might be mad at you. You don't need a phone right now. You don't need access to the internet unlimited. You don't need all of this. You need to be within this safe boundary. That's what we would do for our kids, right? We do that with our children as they're growing up. We're gonna feed them the pureed squash and peas and all of these different things. We're gonna start with vegetables, not fruits, because that starts your sweet addiction, right? Remix, remix. But then with ourselves, we allow anything in. We allow all the world things in. Oh, there's a pill for that? I'm going to try that because the internet said it must work. Oh, there's a fast for that. Oh, I'm going to try that. There's a cleanse. There's a supplement. There's a this. We want all these different things and then we go grocery shopping and allow these. I want you to start viewing them as sinful foods that are worldly made and processed. They're not from God. The sugars and the things and the breaking down, even the breads are not from wheat anymore. They're from a, a plant that has stripped all nutritional value and then put their own nutritional value back in that the company and the government has deemed that's what you need more of into it. God knows what you need. God made all the food before he created you. So he didn't leave anything out. Everything is here that he made. The same way you would go, all right, 13 is the average age that kids 
are subjected to sexual things on the internet. You would say, I'm not going, I'm not going to allow them to walk into that sin. I am going to protect them. I'm going to keep them from that. I, I want to put up boundaries for that. We need to do the same thing with our pantries, ladies. And it seems harsh, right? And I don't actually necessarily agree that you should get rid of everything and never look back. There are times you're going to go out and at a restaurant, you can't control things. At someone's cookout, you can't control things. But as for me and my house, this is what we are going to do. Are you going to take that, not just with worshiping the Lord, but with how you honor the very body that the spirit lives in? As for me and my house, we will worship the Lord with our mouths, with our minds, with what we eat, with what we don't, with what is good and pure. We are going to look at the things that are beautiful and perfect that he made so our eyes can be fixed on Jesus and not of this world because there's distractions everywhere. So you may have to start by working on your health by saying, I'm not allowing this stuff from the world in. I'm not anymore. I'm cutting this off. This is a sin that's in here that is destroying the temple that God gave me not to look good and be in a bikini, but to do his work. How am I able to do his work if my joints hurt? How am I able to do his work if I'm exhausted all the time? How am I able to do his work if I just can't get off the couch? Maybe it is that you set up timers on your own TV, just like we do for our kids. We put all of these restrictions and safeguards and all of these different things on our kids. I do it too. I do it too. How much screen time they have, what their schedule looks like. I make their lunch so that it's being nutritious, right? But then when it comes to ourselves, it's sort of just a, a free for all. It goes for whatever. God has made you in his image and he gave us the ability to choose, which is a beautiful thing. However, we have to remember our choices come with consequence. Whether that is a sinful consequence, a physical consequence, a mental consequence, our choices have consequences. It's a hard thing to let your kids go through, right? You know riding your bike with a, without a helmet can lead to brain damage, right? You know that there are certain things. I can't even remember. My kids did so many things this past weekend. Like, please don't do that. I've done it myself. I know how this ends. It's not good for you, but sometimes they're just going to be stubborn and do it themselves anyway. God knows how your life ends. He's seen it. He is looking at you the same way you look at your kids going, no. And then you turn your back for a minute to go do something else. And they're like, I broke my arm. And you're like, doing what? How? And they're like, I did a million cartwheels down the front uh, hill that you told me not to. And I landed on the rocks that you said I would. And you go, oh gosh, God does that with us too. So we have the choice and it's a beautiful choice to choose to honor him with what we put into our minds, 
with what we see with our eyes, with what we put into our mouths, with what we allow into our hearts and our spirit. And we have a choice to do it his way or the world's way. And if you have struggled with this in the past, I want you to pray over this for discernment. Pray over this for wisdom. This might just be the boundary you have to set up right now and say, I'm, I'm sticking with God's food. The food that I can pronounce the ingredients on. The food that have no ingredient list. The foods that I don't need to track. If it's good calories, bad calories, good carbs, bad, because God made it and it is good. If God made it, he said it is good. So that is what I'm going to focus on fueling in my body. I don't need to count calories. I don't need to look at macros unless you're bodybuilding, unless you're training for a marathon, unless you're doing some iron men. We're working on that. It's going to be an iron woman as well. And unless you're training for very specific events, your macros, quite frankly, don't really matter. High level they do. But right now the bigger focus is if you're starting, if you're just starting this and you're working on going, well, this is day one, I guess I'm gonna look at my calories and my macros. No, you're, that's not, God didn't say, look at this garden and look at your macros and make sure you're getting enough of this and this. No, he didn't. He said, this is yours and you are to rule over it. Are you allowing the macros and the calories to rule over you? Or are you rolling over the food? Stop flipping it the other way around. The internet, most health coaches, everybody has you doing it the world's way. And sometimes you have to start there in a box. But if you are just starting and you can't afford a coach and you can't afford a gym membership and you're, you're kind of struggling financially right now, that's okay. I'm here to tell you, you don't need all that stuff. Just get rid of the stuff that's not from God. Because I'm telling you it's not good. Because he didn't make it. If man made it, it's not good. God didn't call it good. So what he made is good. Let's start by just clearing out the stuff that we can't pronounce. You can start there. You don't have to worry about macros and calories. If you're just going for functional health, eat what God put on this planet for you. Stop saying and telling yourself that you don't like vegetables. You were made to like vegetables. You were made to need that food. The world may have told you you don't. You may not like a specific vegetable, but you do indeed like and need veggies. So start there. Start there. Then if you wanna start working on working out, you don't need a gym. You don't need a trainer. You need whatever you have. If you have a broken foot, you can sit on the ground, do some crunches, do some core work, do some push-ups. If you have a broken hand, you can do some jumping jacks. You can move around. You can walk. There are things that you can do. Stop telling yourself the limitations and working off of those and start telling yourself what God said. You are beautifully and perfectly made in my image. You were made in God's image. There is nothing that you need to do that he has not allowed you to do, except by some choices that you may have made. But he can correct all those. He can correct all of those. God has provided you 
with the exact skills, gifts, talents, um, role model, parenting, all of those things that you need, skills that you need, he has provided you with them and they're unique to you. Stop thinking you're weird. You're, you are, <laughs> but you're not. We're not supposed to be the same. What worked for Sally isn't always going to work for you. You're going to have to work to find your own way. And let's stop saying, well, because that didn't work, this isn't what God works, wants for me. Do you know how many, how many times I've rewritten my programs? If I just stuck with the first one I wrote, gosh, the first program I wrote was in 1999, um, and it was for bodybuilders. That was my niche at the time. Um, and let me tell you, if you want to be a bodybuilder, macros do matter. <laughs> and it's very hard. However, it was for bodybuilders. It was for men. Um, that was my first program I made. And we brought a bunch of people through bodybuilding competitions. Imagine if I was still doing that same program now, because that worked for them, right? That worked for them. I got results. It was amazing. We have medals for it. It was a great program for bodybuilders, male bodybuilders. But if I brought that now where I am working with women only, I think I have one or two male clients and it's the husbands of the women. <laughs> um, if I brought that same program here, you would go, this is ridiculous. I have a family to feed. How in the world am I going to eat all of this food? Where do you expect me to find time for this? And I go, well, it worked for them, so it should work for you. If you wanted it enough, you would make it work. That doesn't work. It has to evolve and change. What worked for you in your teens is not going to work for you in your 40s. What worked for you in your 30s is not going to work for you in your 50s. What worked for me two years ago, and then I had a major knee surgery and was out of commission for eight months, and now I'm back. What worked for me eight months ago isn't going to work for me now. What worked for me in the beginning of rehab doesn't work for me now. We need to consistently be looking at our work and comparing it to what he wants for us. So stop saying, because they did it, it will work for me. No, what did God do? And what can he do for you? So then let's go, all right, that was one thing. I have made over 55 different programs. The second one was for the baseball team at my college. Um, and I was training them and they didn't have a conditioning program at the time. And this was a D1 school that did not have a conditioning program. Again, it was men that I was working with. Um, and we started bringing in to them stretching and all these different movements to work on core rotation, almost golf type of um, stretching. And they thought we were crazy. They thought I was insane. Um, mocked would be an understatement. <laughs> And I was young then and I was like, man, maybe this is wrong. And then we started looking at stats and they got better and better and their swings were stronger and they were hitting more home runs and their injury rates went down. I'm like, all right, this works. But if I brought that to you, that still wouldn't work because you're not playing baseball. 
What I want to know, what are you trying to do? What are you working for? If you're working for a better looking body, you will always come against resistance because you're moving in that wrong direction of that's not, God didn't make you and go, I really hope Susan that um, you're a size four always. Um, and you deprive yourself of foods and starve yourself so that you binge one day and then feel miserable the next day and say, this health life isn't for me. That's not what God wants you to work for. He wants you to work for him in all things that you do, in your workouts, in your food choices, in what you allow in your mind, in your heart, and in your mouth. Sometimes we have to put like a do not disturb the same way we do on our phones. I have a do not disturb on my phone while I'm live or while I'm talking to potential clients or talking to women or talking to clients. I can't be disturbed with that other stuff right now. Sometimes we have to put that do not disturb on when we're grocery shopping. And we need to work on just what we need, not all the pretty things that are in the outside aisles that, you know, I wouldn't have bought that, but it's on sale and I never buy these, but it was there. We need to put a do not disturb around like the inside <laughs> aisles of the shopping market. Right? Unless you're going to Aldi and then that's kind of difficult. But you have to put a do not disturb on your mind, on your mouth, on our commenting, on our fingers. There are a lot of Christians commenting on things that I see and I go, oh gosh. And I'm guilty of that as well. So let's think about this. We have the right things we need. God has created you in his image. We are not working for our bodies and our image. We are working for his to do what he needs to do. And if you're working in corporate, you're not working for your boss. You're working for God. And he has put a certain set of people around you for a very specific reason in this very specific season. So we have a special set of gifts that we need to work on. And we need to know beyond anything that our ethics are foundational to our work. That is our ethics with what we allow into our house. How much time we watch doing TV. Why we do what we do. We look at Matthew 25, 21 that said, His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy servant. You have been trustworthy with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. This is why we don't take everything on at once. This is where having a health coach does help because the health world has made it about everything. Macros, fats, carbs, how much exercise, when you exercise, what you eat before you exercise, what your meal prep looks like, what your house looks like. They've made it about everything. And you go, how is one supposed to do this? You're not. Here's the biggest secret, and I talk about it on every live, and I talk about it with all of my clients. This is the biggest thing. You don't have to be good at everything. And you don't have to start with the biggest rock to move. Start with a small one. Where am I, where am I struggling? All right, I'm struggling with, um, with dinner. I'm gonna start with just dinner. I will figure out lunch and breakfast later. I'm gonna start with dinner. Be faithful with the small 
and more will be given. Stop trying to juggle everything all at once and learning to do that and then you drop the plates and now you're trying to put plates together before you start again and then you throw them all up in the air and they smash again and you've just got one. Just start with one and get that down pat. Then you can add in two. Then you might need to stay there a little bit, then you might go back to one, then you might go back to two, and then you'll go back to three. It's not moving backwards and you're not taking two steps backwards to take one step forward. You're working smart. Be trustworthy with a few things. What are a few things that you can change in your health today? Is it just to go for a walk for five minutes? Is it to shut your TV off? Is it with your spouse and you're going to say, we're not gonna have TV time tonight, we're gonna have quality time talking together? Is it with your kids that you're just going to sit and play with them for 30 minutes? Pick one thing to do. Is it that I'm only gonna shop on the outside of the grocery store? Whatever that one thing is, do it well. Stop trying to do it all. Um, Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, whatever your task, put yourself into it as done for the Lord and not for your masters. Since you know that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not working for our boss. We're not working for our spouse. We're not working for our kids. We're working for the Lord. And when we're all working for the Lord, right? For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When my husband's serving the Lord, when my kids are serving the Lord, when I'm serving the Lord, we can come together and advance the kingdom of Jesus. But we can't be butting heads with each other and then move ahead. You can't be pounding ice cream in your closet at night and move ahead with your health goals. You can't do that. Whatever your task is, and this is where the first passage comes into play, right? Matthew 25 meets Colossians. One thing, you were good with a few things. And then we need to, whatever our task, whatever that few thing is, whatever that one thing is, we are putting ourselves into it and not thinking about all the things we are losing because we are supposed to die and step into the new. We are not focused on those things as, oh, we're not having funerals for the Oreos. We're not giving ourselves a weekend to binge and then expect it to be easy on Monday. We're not doing that. We are stepping into it and we're putting our whole selves into it, not with our strength, but with his, knowing that our reward isn't the pant size, it's Jesus Christ. It's not the scale that will never bring you happiness. You will not be happier when you're 130 pounds. You're working for the wrong thing. You won't be happier when you look better. You won't be happier when you get to a better pant size. If you're doing it for the wrong reasons, Jesus is your reward, not Banana Republic size four jeans. Jesus is your reward, not 135 on the scale. Jesus is your reward, not a Big Mac. Stop putting your rewards. Oh, I did so well, I deserve a treat. No, you're working for the wrong reasons. If you're only eating healthy so that you can eat something unhealthy, that's, girl, no. We're working for the reward of Jesus, not for a cookie, not for an ice cream sundae. You can have that whenever you want, but that's not your reward. That's not your cheat day. 
that's not your what you're working for. You're working for the wrong reasons if you're good all week and then the weekend comes and you just go to crap. Your goals and your work is wrong and it's based on this world. Start working and remembering that your inheritance from Jesus is your reward, not a Sunday. You can have a Sunday. Do not give that Sunday the glory and the power that Jesus deserves. Ooh, I'm working for this. This is going to be great. No, that's just an ice cream and it's fine and you can have it whenever you would like. But it is not your reward. Your reward is the inheritance we receive from Jesus. I will stop us there because I will go on and on. We're going to continue this next week. So make sure you tune in about how to work. How to work correctly. This is for our health in your marriage, in your family, with your bodies. Start small. Look at that one thing that you keep tripping up on and let's work on just that. And if you go, well, Heather, my whole health is what I keep tripping up on. I keep trying to lose weight and I can't push past the weight. What do you struggle on? Push past that high level thing like Jesus does, right? I struggle with the bleeding disorder. I just wanted to touch his cape. It wasn't the bleeding that was the issue. That was the outward issue. The inward issue is her faith. What is the smaller thing that the enemy makes to look like it's just Oreos, but it's not? What is deeper than the food, than the complacency? What is deeper than that? And let's work on that this week. And when you figure out what your task is, you're going to put yourselves into it and not looking like you're serving yourself or your scale or your weekend treat, but you are serving the Lord through doing this. And if you do that, if you master this one thing, more will be given because we can't juggle seven plates at once when we've never juggled one. We have to start learning how to move our hands the right way. Let's start with one and it's gonna be different for everybody. So really think about the one thing you can work on and then put yourself into it. If you are in a position that you go, I need bitter, better help with this. I need a community of women to come alongside me. I need a coach to talk about this with me and really break it down. I need some hand-holding on this. I've tried this. It doesn't work out. I need someone to come in and partner with me to work together. For me and my group, we serve the Lord first. Then we come together and we work on your health goals with the right mindset. If you're ready for that next step with a one-on-one -on -one coaching experience, you can comment below task. And we will go through that and I will talk to you about what it looks like and see if you're a good fit. And you can always enter into our one-on-one -on -one coaching program. If you go, I just need to figure out what area I need to focus on most. I'm having a hard time with this. We have a program for that too, the Methodized Life where we go, we're gonna put you through some questions. We're gonna make you really think about this and we're gonna tell you what you need to focus on first. And then we're gonna come alongside you and make sure that you're focusing on that so that we can accomplish what God wants to accomplish through you without the, word, the world fogging you up. If you're ready to say, all right, I don't need the one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I do need to figure out with a group and on my own, what the heck? <laughs> 
I need to focus on the most. What is my one thing? What is my one task that I'm going to pour into? Maybe it's my finances or family, your faith, your fitness, your food. What is that? We can go through that together. We can get you um, connected. We can get you moving in the right direction on that. You can comment juggle below if you go, I need some help with this. I don't, I don't need the one-on-one, -on -one, but I do need this help figuring out what is my one thing. We can talk through that. That is our new Methodized Life program that is made to help you figure out what your task is, what your one thing is, so that we can come together and serve not that thing, serve the Lord while putting ourselves into our task that he has called us to. You can comment juggle below for that and we can talk about what that looks like, get you set up on that journey. You can comment task below if you are ready to go. All right, one-on-one, -on -one, I need to be more in depth with this. I hope that this was helpful to you. We are going to continue onto this. We're gonna be looking at Jeremiah next week. We're gonna be looking a little bit at um, Revelations and Ezekiel as we continue through what work should look like, but I thought it was very fitting to talk about work on this Labor Day. I want you to comment, post in the group, what are you working on? What do you need help with? Um, what is your task? What is the small thing that you are going to be faithful with so that you can move forward? As for you and your house, you will serve the Lord. It can start with your pantry, your fridge, your family, your finances, whatever that may be. Our garage. The kids are starting with the garage. No, that is their already, task today. So I'm going to go look at what their task looks like. Enjoy your day off if you have it. And I will talk to you ladies soon. Kelly, I see you. I will be messaging you as soon as um, I get to see how they did on their task. I'll talk to you ladies soon. Have a great day and a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.